Welcome to Chapter 2 of Health System CIO's interview with Michael Marino, CMIO at Providence St. Joseph Health. In this segment, Marino talks about the valuable perspective he gained during his time as an interim CIO, how his team is working with physicians and nurses to try to prune the EMR, and why he believes we can no longer put all of our eggs in one basket when it comes to user preferences. The following Health System CIO podcast is brought to you by LK, a nationwide leader in healthcare connectivity. Decommission your legacy systems with LK Archive. All systems, all data, one consolidated solution. Retain 100% of your legacy data at 20% of the cost with LK Archive. For more information, visit lk.com. That's E-L-L-K-A-Y dot com. As far as, as your own role, the last time we spoke, you had a different role with the organization, and now you're in the CMIO role. And so I uh, just wanted to, to talk a little bit about how that came about and what your thoughts were on you know, having this role now. Yeah. So to paint the picture of my own journey a little bit for you, I was historically the CMIO for St. Joe's Legacy, so for their 17 hospitals. And then just before the merger, the CIO left at St. Jones. And um, I guess I had demonstrated a good enough job that was given the opportunity to fill that role. It was a great opportunity, probably honed my understanding of the entire picture much better than when you're a pillar on the sideline. And filled that role, even though the title changed a couple of different times in the year during the merger, for just about a year. And then as we were trying to tighten up the merger, the president of operations said, we don't really need two of you. You know, there was the one on the Providence side and myself from the St. Joe's legacy side. But, Michael, please don't go anywhere if we choose the other person. So Janice Newell, who was then the CIO of Providence Health and Services, and certainly my senior by about a decade of experience, was chosen to be the CIO. And she quickly came to me and said, you know, I'd really like you to take your skill set and be the CMIO for the whole organization. And we've got a lot of work to do. And to be honest with you, as much as it's this great, interesting challenge to argue about servers and WAN, Mm -hmm. you know, I certainly can sit in a room and have a conversation about that now after the experience. You know, changing the care for our patients and our caregivers is kind of my first love. I was a little like, oh, and then it was like, oh, I get back to doing what I really am the best at. Yeah. It's nice when things work out like that. (laughs) Yeah, very nice. Okay. And I imagine that part of the role is the frustration that physicians feel, you know, with technology, especially when it doesn't perform as promised. And is that something that's really the key focus of the CMI role, just as being that that communicator with the physicians? Yeah. So spend a lot of time as the CMIO in what I refer to as the translational space, trying to, since I can speak servers and when, and then hear people's complaints, changing that But I think the point you hit, the part we really are starting to try to focus on, is as an industry, technology within the healthcare space is still really new. Yeah. You know, I was having a conversation with a tech executive, and he said, do you guys still have mainframes? And it's like, healthcare never had mainframes. We don't go back that far. So recently, as we're doing all this other work you talked about, trying to spend 
more and more focus on physician efficiency and nursing efficiency. Right. Because what has happened in our EHR, like every EHR I see across the United States when I have conversations with colleagues, is when I first used an EMR in 1994 as a resident at the University of California, it was simple. What it did was, you know, it was trying to fix doctor handwriting issues and make things easier to track. But yeah. you could type things in there. It wasn't prescriptive of how you did it. It was a nice workflow. And it was like, yeah, this is a win. I don't have nurses yeah. calling me about my poor handwriting. But yeah. <laughs> at the same time, regulations changed. And we've had more and more issues between different constituencies. You know, this is your job. This is no, this is your job. So we move work around within the EMR, and a lot of it has right. fallen on the physicians and nurses. I'm sure you read the same stuff I do. You know, burnout rate in doctors and nurses is somewhere between 50 and 60%, depending on whose article yeah. you pull out. And the right, number right. one thing that gets cited is EMRs yeah. or EHRs. And I think that a threefold issue. So sometimes within healthcare systems, and we're no different, the supporting technology is a little hinky, right? right? So, you know, your logon is slow or the network went down. You know, it's the red light phenomenon. Who cares if the network went down when I'm not busy, but right now I'm in a crisis and it just crashed. Yeah. So we are doing a lot of work or our infrastructure people are doing a lot of work to try to stabilize that, to put in redundant WAN so that if somebody cuts the line up the street, <laughs> Hmm. which happens to our clinics occasionally, you know, they have a, a secondary trunk coming from a different area. And then we just had, and it is our going to be our focus going forward, a meeting where we brought 204 caregivers together across nursing and physicians and said, guys, we're not going to talk about what we want to add. We're going to talk about what we want to take out. Okay. We're going to look for efficiencies because what yeah. everybody has done to EMRs, since EMRs are buildable, you know, it's not like Outlook or Excel or something where you use it the way Microsoft sent it to you. You know, yeah. EMRs are configurable, so you can add things. So, you know, we've added this assessment or this checkbox or, you know, we're afraid somebody's going to forget something, so this alert pops yeah. up. And some of that stuff is great, and some of it even with things like best practice alerts in Epic, you know, or pop-up, yeah. um, you need them for a while, but then you probably can take it out because you've changed the behavior and it popping up to just warn you is annoying. Yeah. So we spent a day working with the caregivers to say, what is we, we can improve? What is it about the system that we've configured that we could take away? And as I'm out about talking to, you know, my colleagues, that are strictly on the clinical side, chief medical officers, chief nursing officers, you know, and they say, go through everything, and they go, well, what can we do to help? And I said, send us requests to remove things. Mm -hmm. We need to prune the EMR, because any EMR that's been up for a while comes from the vendor, comes from Epic, Cerner, Meditech. Then we add things. When you first turn it on, it's pretty lean, but most people's optimization processes are to add things, add another order set. Add another alert. Add another nursing assessment. Put in this rule. Put in that rule. Yeah. So it, they get bigger and bigger. Documentation gets longer and longer. Um, I'm a pediatrician by clinical vocation, and I mentioned still see patients like one day a month in a free clinic. And mm. the EMR notes for if you brought your child into me just for a checkup goes on for 12 pages. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah. you know, we added this questionnaire and this checkbox and. 
instead of documenting negatives, we document positives and negatives, right? So right. if I ask you, you know, does anybody smoke at home and you say no, then it's not a risk factor. Do I really need to write it down? I really need right, to write right. down if somebody smokes at home. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> so it just becomes bigger and bigger. Yeah. I can imagine that they were uh, happy to participate, especially when you're talking about taking things out and trying to improve efficiency. Yeah, very happy about that. And the other thing we're doing is class, which I'm sure you're familiar with, has something called the Mm -hmm. Arch Collaborative. So we're surveying people, getting feedback, instead of trying to sit a bunch of experts in the room and say, oh, this is what the problem is, we're actually going out to the caregivers and saying, what could make your life easier? And a lot of what we're hearing back is follow-up training. Yeah. Coming by an EMR is so all-encompassing, you know, people don't use everything it can do or don't use it well. So coming and looking at that or using tools that are built into some of the EMRs to understand where people are spending their time and what the national average is. And then going, maybe you need help with chart search or how you order completing your documentation. Some big opportunities and some big wins. I think it's an exciting time to change things versus just roll out EMRs. Sure. And as a physician, are you encouraged to see more awareness about uh, the burden that physicians and nurses are, are facing? Yeah, I think it's truly important. I worry that we're as the baby boomers are aging and we have a demographic that's going to need more and more care, if we lose our physicians and nurses, if they forget it, I'm going to go do something else. Yeah. We're going to be in big trouble as a society. So I think oh, yeah. putting the focus on the tools maturing, adding mobility, not 100%, but putting it in the workflow so that you can move from device to device, Part of the time I want to sit on a computer and have a big white keyboard, but other times I want to be able to just check your labs on the phone. And natural language processing, things Nuance are doing, a couple companies that were exploring virtual assistance for the EMR. Right. So you can have the uh, Alexa experience. Mine just lit up because I said her name. Yep, that happens too. <laughs> right. Yeah. But is it always a challenge dealing with so many different preferences. And like you said, even the same person sometimes wants this and sometimes wants... Is that kind of an ongoing challenge? Yeah, well, it's certainly an ongoing challenge. I think what we're starting to do, not unlike what we talked about, patient's preference, is Mm -hmm. understanding that people need it their way when they need it. Yeah. Because in earlier parts of my career... You know, I was part of things either in the medical group or in the hospital where we thought, oh, yeah, they're, they're going to want it 100% mobile on a small device. You know, right. so we bought devices and racked them on the floors or went in the clinic and give everybody, you know, a handheld device where you could write prescriptions on it. And the problem is what happens is, you know, you need that for 5% of the time or 25% of the time, depending on the individual. You can't put all your eggs in any of those baskets. I mean... I'm sitting in my home office, right, and my laptop's open, and I'm talking to you on my iPhone, and I have a desktop behind the laptop. Right. (laughs) And if I grab my briefcase, there's a tablet in it. You know, and that's for business and personal life, right? Right, yeah. So applying that same kind of options to practice in nursing or healthcare is where we need to go. And I think the mistakes we've made in the past is we – look at a trend that's leaning to one of those, and then we put all our eggs in that basket. And I think yeah. we finally got bright enough to understand that we're going to have to be across all those. 
Yeah, that's definitely a big thing. And when you think about how, how the CMIO role has evolved, what do you think stands out to you most? Yeah, I think the role, it depends on where you are in an organization. So, mm-hmm. you know, most organizations, when they first put these roles in, was in a single hospital or a single medical group. And it was somebody who was a little tech savvy and had some pull with the physicians. So it was all about give us your tech opinion when we need it and then, you know, keep the natives from going too restless. Right. And then it evolved in the hospitals to working on things like order sets and care standardization. And then if you take me or my peers across the U.S., $23 billion organization, have a department of just over 600 people and a $100 million budget. So you have to be part MBA, part doctor, part tech executive. And, you know, it's conversations like we've been having. What do we do about physician burnout? How do you scale that across an organization? How do you sit at the table and make business decisions about things like devices and then turn around and sit with physician colleagues and and talk about whether you use normal saline or lactated ringers for sepsis. Right. And at the same time, be able to manage a budget. And I don't think that's CMIO roles are not unlike what we're seeing in a lot of physician executive roles. Mm -hmm. I was having a conversation with our chief value officer yesterday who's a, a physician and she's like, you know, it's the same journey without the technology. How do you go from being the person who just did relationship management, which is what physician executive roles were 20 years ago, right. to being able to make business decisions and clinical decisions together in real time so that care get better and more affordable? Because we used to in the U.S. just try to drive care to be fancier and better. Yeah. And right. now at the same time, everybody's going, it's not affordable. Is there a way you can ma- right. make sure that we can understand you know, the value equation to that? Yeah, those are, those are important discussions. All right. This has been really interesting. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate your time, and I think that it's nice to have conversation about these types of things. Great. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Sure thing, and um, I will be in touch. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.